The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. Still working on that thing that's gonna fix all our problems? Time to get genius! It's working! Yes! Oh no, no! Where are you keeping Clifford? We gotta do this on the DL or my family will freak. Now we got superheroes. Somebody call the Avengers. Do they even go below 14th Street? I've gotta fix this. I am the smartest 13 year old. And now I have a dinosaur. My brain, your brawn. We can be superheroes. What do you think? No. What's not in that outfit? Zach? We did the thing! Yeah, yeah, we did! There's no one else to stick up for the Lower East Side. You're just a kid? Are we in over our heads? You're gonna inspire people, just like you inspired me. Moon Girl Magic! Our world needs saving right now. Whoa. This one's a fighter. It's like you always say, one girl can make a difference, right? Especially when that girl is you. Oh. Let's do this, Dee! You go, Moon Girl! Do your thing! Moon Girl Magic! What are you doing? You can't eat that without some of my pie! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast without a cool acronym, the podcast where we review Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Chandler Darroshay. Joining me on the podcast today via Discord, we have Miranda. Hello. Zach Stewart. I still have that Baymax horror movie script. Disney, please buy it. <laughs> That's a deep cut if you, if you watch the Baymax episode. Andrew Reyes. <laughs> Hi. Oh no! It didn't. It didn't pick that up. It, it didn't. It just it just cut off like the minute it. Does. I'm just not yeah. gonna scream it. I heard it. I heard it kind of from up here. <laughs> I can kind of hear you, like just like we, yeah. You can't hear it through Discord, bit. but you can hear um, it from across. Yeah. The room. So, uh, by the way, just kind of random thing. So Andrew is now my roommate. So that's cool. Hi. But you I am downstairs. Downstairs. We don't have a dual recording set up yet. I, I, I don't have a thing to actually record in person like uh, like like Tony has, for example, for Escape from Walt Disney. Uh, yeah. He locked him in the closet. He's not letting him out. I locked him in the closet. <laughs> so this is now Escape from <laughs> from Chandler's Closet. Escape from, escape from, <laughs> escape from Chandler's Closet. <laughs> And joining us for the very first time, you know him from his various miniseries on Lab Rats, Lab Rats Elite Force, Mighty Med, and Wizards of Waverly Place, as well as uh, several Transformers-related 
um, projects and videos. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Carlisle. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very very excited to have you on Kian. this is going to be awesome I'm, I've, I've been looking forward to this basically thank you ever since we kind of planned this out um so today we are here to talk about the brand new um Disney television animation series based on a Marvel comic which is technically the first time that they've done that because I don't know if um Spidey and his amazing friends counts because that airs on Disney Junior but is that produced by I think that's still produced by TVA, but it's it's for Disney Junior, so the logo mm. shows up, it probably is. But I, I don't yeah. I haven't watched that show enough to know. For several technicalities, it's technically the first one by Disney TVA. Yeah. yeah technicalities. Technicalities. <laughs> technicalities, yes. Um produced by um Steven Loder, who also is um producer of The Ghost of Molly McGee. Um, and also Lawrence Fishburne is heavily involved in this, so that's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, when, when I heard he was producing, I was like, oh, hell yeah. That's, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. Oh, my God. And have, and have an actual, like, role, like, a voice yeah, role. Yeah, and have, yeah. have an actual, like, creative control and role and everything. Yeah, it's perfect. This show is freaking awesome. I'm very excited to talk about it. It's 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 so good. Like it's brilliant, man. I, Amazing. It's really good. For ten years, Marvel has had nothing but pure mediocrity, and now we have good shit. <laughs> yeah, Zach was telling me before we started recording that he had a whole rant about Marvel animation. So, uh, do you want to get that out of the way? In two in 2012, Jeff Loeb <laughs> in his Infinite Wisdom decided, hey, that Avengers show, Avengers Earth Minus Heroes, is pretty popular. What if we canceled it for the for an MCU copy? And they did. And it's just for nearly ten years that show ran uh, alongside a Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, which also wasn't received well and was also an MCU tie-in that tied in for the ride at uh dca for some i was gonna reason. say yeah i was trying when uh when cosmic rewind opened back in may last year i was trying to get it set up so that we could do an episode covering um that show and just nobody was interested and i'm i i i i can't imagine why yeah i've still never seen the who, show who <laughs> yeah that, that should tell you a lie <laughs> but honestly, the the episode that I watched, like the Dark Vortex one, was actually pretty fun. As was the one where they actually were like escaped from from the fortress because it was actually based on the ride. But also that could just be because I have a bias towards the ride. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the like, ride the is fun. Is, is that the, is that the shows that were for ten years weren't terrible? That's the point. They weren't ever terrible. They were just very fine. Overall. Yeah. Compared to like shows like EMH and Spectacular Spider-Man and Wolverine and the X-Men, the other Marvel shows that came out like during the uh, OOs, those were like like such a high bar, like you like huge voice cast, incredible writing team, passion just within every frame of the animation. Marvel animation during that time was just at its peak. And then uh and then 2012 happened and the Avengers happened. And I love the Avengers and the MCU. I love the the good stuff in the MCU. Um, 
And but Jeff Loeb, who was the head of Marvel Television, decided that everything had to tie in with the MCU. And that's what led to all those Marvel animated shows like Ultimate Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2017 and Avengers Assemble and Guardians of the Galaxy. All those shows were just kind of made as a marketing material for the movies. And it really sucked. You didn't have really any original storylines that just made sense. Ultron would just randomly appear in the Avengers cartoon when his, when the Age of Ultron happened. So, like, yeah. I just... So, it, 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 I, I, I wanted this to be a little more rage-filled, but I, I don't have the heart. <laughs> it was essentially <laughs> trying to capitalize on the MCU without actually having any of the, like, good world-building or, or storytelling, yeah. really. And this, yeah, this, the, like, the fourth season... Ant-Man and the Wasp just appear. Like, Ant-Man was kind of set up once as Hank Pym, but then randomly he just became Scott Lang out of nowhere. And Well, I'm here now because reasons. Yeah, and then Vision just randomly appeared. All these characters just kind of appeared because they were in the movies and Marvel wanted to promote them. The only character that didn't, that uh, that wasn't in the movies that was being promoted in the show uh, was Miss Marvel. Ms. Marvel appeared just randomly again, and they just didn't do anything good. <laughs> they don't. They they just did the bare minimum, basically. And it sucks because a lot of the creative team behind the shows were stellar. Like you had Paul Dini as the one of the head writers on Ultimate Spider-Man. Like the guy who made Batman the animated series was a writer on Spider-Man. Now we're and, we're uh so we're not including the Marvel uh studios what if show because that wasn't not, Disney television that wasn't produced. Disney television animation. We did cover an episode of that um uh, back when it first came out. Um yeah. but it's one of those where I kind of never found a way to come back to it in time. So it's uh, uh, sort of like the bad batch where I'm like, mm-hmm. well how do I catch up at this point? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um right. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really even count Marvel What If because it's more of a Marvel Studios production. Right. As to like a Marvel animation production. It's trying now, to further the MCU universe than it is. As so, for this show, it yeah, kind of this does show. Place, It does take place in the MCU, but it's very much off to the side where... It, yeah, it is, yes. It, it very they, much they mention... Is, but... they, they at least mention the Avengers and... Uh, uh, Black Panther as well. Yeah, they um, mentioned the Wakandan Outreach was... Center in Manhattan. Yes. Did they ever confirm that this was in the MCU, the writing team, or anything? I think they basically. I think what Lauren Fishburne said was it is in the MCU, but it's not going to be like super connected. It's kind of just happening off to the side on the ground level. That that, that is kind a of... very interesting thing. I mean, that's kind of like how it was. I mean, that's technically how it was with the marvel uh live action shows on netflix for right exactly yeah so they they maybe they'll do it like that it might be a multiverse thing because we already know we already know that maria hill is gonna show up in in a um in an episode that's coming up at some point really really yeah 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 she's in oh wow one of the uh, uh, they released one of those this season on moon girl and devil dinosaur um oh things and there's 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 like she's in it she's definitely in it oh wow huh Hmm. that's interesting i didn't see that (laughs) i'm surprised though with that because i mean 
it's kind of now been up in the air whether or not the Marvel live action shows are even canon with the MCU because Kevin really didn't doesn't uh, Kevin wasn't really in that wheelhouse and working on those shows. So it's been up in the air whether or not those are canon. Wait, so which gonna for be, with which shows again? With like the live action shows like Agents of Shield, Daredevil, like all the live action shows that came out before Disney Plus stuff. I feel like Kevin had some involvement with like a couple of those shows because I remember seeing his name in some of the credits. That's not the thing. That was like, although I don't know. That's a link to join the server here. I posted the the picture in the the chat. Uh oh. Wait. Did we hear any voice rolls of uh, her voice at all to kind of confirm whether or not it's uh, the? Yeah, it's 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 Kobe Smolders. Oh wow. Okay then. Uh, that's... Oh, I love Kobe Smolders. Yeah, yeah that's her. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's that change. That's definitely exciting then. <laughs> and, that and there's everything. another, there's another <laughs> thing I have everything. to mention um, because obviously I'm a huge theme park nerd, uh, as all all of you are, yes. or at least most of you. Yeah. Ken, I don't know how much of a theme park nerd you are, but in the queue for web slingers at California adventure, there is a reference to Lunella, actually several references to Lunella being one of the, um, young, uh, young and up and coming engineers at web. Whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't been there that. yet to see that. I have, so. I have pictures I of that. I haven't been there, well. but I have footage, but I've seen footage. Yes. Also, also, uh, uh, they have a Lunella meet and greet character. Yes, at, they do. Uh, oh, yeah. California, right. Oh, I like when I it's saw that, that. I was like, "Whoa!" No, my files have too much juice. Hold on, I send them it's one. It's kind of weird that it's work. not in the adventure section. I will say. Yeah, I think I think, wanted... I think it's I think it's because Kang is also meeting meeting now, and they don't want him to kind of steal her thunder. I guess so. Yeah. Well, also because it's in I... the it's in the section like the the New York like Manhattan section of the yeah. park. Well, that's uh, not Manhattan. That's Hollywood. That's a little that Hollywood. Okay. The part that looks very vaguely like Manhattan. Yeah. So. I, I do hope they kind of, because I don't know how the rights issues are, are working with uh, Florida, but I do think that if they, not well. they could. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> I can. I, I would love to see Lunella be in uh, maybe the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot or something. I was thinking about it. Uh, I don't know how many Marvel characters were even included in that universal that universal deal because i know guardians was left out and that's how I, I, somehow that, i like, don't think that moon girl and devil dinosaur would be included in that contract well the thing, well devil dinosaur has existed for like right i know devil dinosaur has existed previously yeah, uh was, there was, was a moon, moon boy on. before moon girl yeah and that one is just a weird mess of a care of, of a just individual character it's just basically like a kind of a monkey fur blue boy who is like kind of speaks caveman and that's about it that is my knowledge about moon boy (laughs) that's a description (laughs) yeah i mean there's no there's no real way you could do it i think moon girl is a, a, a much better more interesting character I, I never read a lot of Moon Boy growing up. Well, I know that in the comics, um, one one big difference between the comics and this show is that in the comics, 
Moon Girl is also well. First of all, she's like nine instead of thirteen, and also she's an Inhuman and has like a telepathic link to Devil Dinosaur, which they did not do for this show, and I'm not surprised because did Inhumans ever like actually happen? I know they so- did something with it in Agents of Shield. I mean, I, they did happens, a little bit. But... They did a little bit of something with it in Doctor Strange. <laughs> Like well, we're going to, yeah, oh, yeah, they brought back the actor, yeah. Yeah, they brought back Anton Mount for that. Were and... you gonna say something, Miranda? No, I'm just remembering that yeah, it, it's barely shown up. So yeah, it's not surprising that they went with a different story for Lunella. They didn't go yeah, with I'm... that. And and it's yeah. she's not telepathic. <laughs> mm-hmm. If anything, was... it, it like this show I think is meant to be like like you know, it's obviously as far as being a Disney Channel animated show it's uh it it definitely is more of a fun show versus you do not have to have scary. any you do not have to have any knowledge of the mcu to enjoy this show yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you don't you don't, you don't need to know like and like, thanos or whatever i mean like at the same at the same time everyone knows about it but like there's no story from those that directly links to this uh, to yeah, to Moon Girl, so, right? It's it's purely standalone, and this is like the Marvel cartoon I have wished that we could have had when I went out during the last ten years that of mediocrity. It's just pure <laughs> passion and joy. It's you could clearly see every frame that's that everyone involved was having the time of their lives, and they love the character, and they I enjoy the world. Snappy and colorful, and oh my god, the music is amazing. The light, the music choices, yes. Are yes. Just gorgeous animation, gorgeous designs, just all around, it's just just passion. Just passion. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm starting off. But I'm glad it exists now, because I feel like <laughs> this is the right time for it. Just some Pure, like black joy energy. Yes, like, absolutely. It's so black, and I feel like it wouldn't have been as black if it had been made earlier. True. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Very true. If Jeff Very Love true. was part of this, it would have been way worse. <laughs> well, I just it, wanted to be as black and pure as it is right now in this time where we are yes, right fair. now. I'm so happy. I'm thriving. In fact. Mar- Marvel's been doing phenomenal in their like uh, since like the folding in Marvel Studios. Like a lot of the Marvel TV shows that have come out have been pretty, pretty much more quality than before, and I'm happy to say that that's the case with this show as well. Uh, also, with uh, actually, I, I just remembered Hit Monkey, which just got renewed for a second season. Oh, that's also oh. really good. <laughs> I forgot about that for a second. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Hit, Hit Monkey. Monkey. It's it's a, it's a Hulu series. It's oh, a Hulu okay. series. It's about a monkey that's haunt that's haunted by a dead assassin ghost who's coerced that's basically peer pressuring the monkey to be a hit to become a hitman and kill and kill all the people that killed him. Okay. Is this a Marvel yeah. show? It's oh a Marvel goodness. character, yeah. It's Marvel. Yeah. Is this along the it's same really good. Is it is this in the same vein as the Modoc show? Yes. It's kinda not but... it's it's more okay, let's it's it's more like it's not the same period. animation. It's not same animation, not same humor style. It's more like an actual, more serious story-driven okay. type experience with with light comedy. Okay, it's a very bloody and gory show, though. Okay, so it's, it makes sense on Hulu then. Yeah, it's a very Hulu-oriented show. Okay, it's yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> it's 
I'm trying to think of a good comparison. It's like it's it's less Rick and Morty and more like, uh, like more in the vein of Samurai Jack. I was about to say okay. Samurai like, Jack. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, it's, so, it's really good. but <laughs> but tying it back to uh, yeah, back Moon to Girl Moon and Devil and Devil Dinosaur. Although there's <laughs> that's like well, a, I I definitely want to get into actually okay. talking about the episodes. Um, so the first episode is Moon Girl Landing, which is actually a double-length 44-minute episode. Um, oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, for, that was for some reason, so ever since um, the Ghost of Molly McGee came out, they've been doing this where they'll have the... They have this, this, this model for releasing new Disney animated shows now where basically the first episode will premiere on Friday after a DCOM or... A or or an airing of Onward in this case, um, and then the second episode will air on Saturday morning, and then the first batch of episodes will drop on Disney Plus. Now this series, for some reason, we got six episodes, including one double length episode. So really, we have like seven episodes worth of content to cover here. So uh, we have a lot to talk about for sure. Uh, I'm gonna go strictly by memory, so yeah. But but I de- I, I definitely watched like every episode, and well, most of them with Chandler. <laughs> right, yeah, most of them we watched together. Um, just right away, um, that opening montage of just Lunella going around on presumably like a Saturday or Sunday, enjoying her neighborhood and um and just all the people there it's 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 great she's just loving life and uh, this neighborhood is already just so alive and vibrant and i love it it's just it reminds me of my neighborhood like yeah exactly it 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 just brought such a joy to my heart to just see that oh i i I, i'm gonna definitely get a little like emotional about moon girl and devil dinosaur (laughs) oh all out so go crazy dude i yeah. i i i i i was i was absolutely like like i would be crazy to not have miranda on this episode like oh my god yeah i'm i'm literally just <laughs> casey and lunella both of yes them. exactly exactly it's perfect it's perfect it's great and uh, you live in new york exactly this is perfect job. Made for me, and I yes. will defend it with fists. And if fists mm-hmm. don't work, I will find a gun somewhere. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, oh, it's very important to me. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, it's like this is another one of those shows that absolutely, like, even though, like, you know, even though it's animated, even though it's like very much, well, not very much, but it's like. Uh, targeted for like a younger uh, audience. For a younger audience, it still feels very much real. It still feels yeah. very much uh like it was. It it still it feels real. That's basically the yeah. most I could really uh, really say. Because like, because it uh, it feels like I know uh I I, I know these characters. It, it feels like I've met these characters like somewhere in like. Even even in my town or in, in uh, my hometown where I was before moving here uh, to Orlando, but um, like, yeah, it it just it it gave it gave me such like pure joy to see like 
uh all these all these characters just mm, oh my god it's just yeah no i'm i'm on that i'm i'm pretty much on that level of like like this show just makes me so happy as well yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh it makes me so happy it was just yeah it was a really great just opening scene it just you could just like again it's for a much younger audience but you could just see that people are passionate and they were and they love the character and they love like just portraying the city of new york it's just its own character as well just like in spider-verse like city of new york is its own character and the people within it are their own characters and i love to see that i love to especially especially like black neighborhoods predominantly black and uh hispanic neighborhoods Mm. being portrayed as so beautiful and expressive and lively that's always been my experience but i've but you know not as much media portrays that sort of area the way that i think that they should because Mm -hmm. you know Those cultures have a lot of expressiveness and life to them. But, you know, everything I saw growing up was, you know, there was the acceptable New York neighborhoods and then the scary New York neighborhoods. And you can tell by coding which ones those were meant to be. So the recent recent portrayal, like in these Marvel movies and, you know, just having New York be this, like my the, the New York that I grew up in just be this like expressive friendly like really neighborhoodly character of its in its own right it's just oh it's exciting and there's so much you can do with like sort of things like that with like you know graffiti and you know ex- mm-hmm. like you know brown like expressive brown buildings and whatnot and all these neighborhoods and and all these characters in within neighborhoods just all the sites you see all the people you meet it's just oh it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's great. I it's love it. It's brilliant. It's great. There's uh, something else I have to bring up, by the way. Uh, we we need to talk for a moment about Singapore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. So that's Singapore... M18? Like, they rated... Yeah, they rated... Yeah, Disney Plus in Singapore rated the show, like, M18. And one thing it says was, like... Uh, uh, homosexual characters or something like that. I'm like, yes, because Casey has two dads, and you see them oh. for like a grand total of 25 seconds, maybe between two oh, different no. episodes that they're actually oh, in. Good lord! Because as but, we know, only mature but there's another reason why I think it's rated that. It's I don't think it's just because of that. I think it's genuinely also because of the spray paint and the graffiti. Because oh. Singapore has very draconian laws against vandalism. Interesting. That boom. Specifically graffiti. Excuse me. I gotta finish my repair work. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this to open a Universal Singapore. And every title card is graffiti. Yeah. I uh, why is Singapore? The, <laughs> is, the, is the spray paint art? Um, I don't know. I don't know why... It is the way that it is. Um, I, mean, I don't want to be culturally disrespectful to people in Singapore if that's like if that's like a real thing that could be like offensive to them. But also, boo! Like, <laughs> like no, because graffiti is primarily like black art. So just right. the idea is vulgar. Just makes me like it. Just makes me side yeah. eye. I'm, I'm oh sorry. yeah, it's I'm, like come on, really? There, there's always that one country that is a stickler for something, you know. 
Yeah, just like yeah, the one true. random I, thing. I just, I, 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 like, I knew we had to bring that up. Um, yeah. But going back, me. going back to the episode, we're quickly introduced to the conflict for this first episode, which is that there's been a whole bunch of blackouts in the Lower East Side, and it's causing um, a lot of people to have to um, basically close their businesses and leave. Which, of course. That was sort of reminding me of um, In the Heights a little bit. Uh, yep. Because it's like, we got blackouts, we got people of color being pushed out of the neighborhood that they love, and and all of that. And, uh, and yeah. Washington Heights is not that far from the Lower East Side, so... Really not. That's the neighborhood I grew up mm-hmm. in, specifically. Right. Like, that was, that's my neighborhood, which is a very predominantly Black, Jewish, and Latin neighborhood, so... Right. I, Identified with all all of the aspects of Casey and Lunella in this, and just the fact that it felt like in the Heights made me love it more. But also, I was like, "No, don't get kicked out." You too, and yeah, and, and yeah, Casey is Casey is Jewish, and much like Libby and the Ghost of Molly McGee, we are going to be having a bat mitzvah episode. The song is on the soundtrack, and it slaps. So I'm looking forward to that. listen to the full soundtrack yet yeah so. i got i gotta like yeah. find the soundtrack if anything I, it's on it's like, on apple music and spotify and wherever you listen to your music so if, if anything like because i i know one of the clips that like uh got me more into watching the show was a clip that included the childish gambino song and yes. i was like wait is that childish gambino i'm like what yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yeah, I was like freaking out. I was freaking out because like he's he he had something to do with this. (laughs) Yeah, so this is uh, the the music in the show. They it's a mix of original music that they've written for the show and um, songs that they've licensed. I know one of the songs that's in that's on the soundtrack is just the two of us, for example. So it's a good blend of different styles of music. Um, I love I, it. I, I love it. It's as, so good. As someone yeah. that listens to this kind of music a lot, like it's kind of it's really neat to have like a show that has like that kind of diverse range of music as well. Um, yeah. As, and and they all just they they slap they slap. Yeah, it was all the music. Like the way first off, I'm a sucker for when action scenes and fight scenes choreogra- like are timed perfectly with the music. Yes. I recently played <laughs> like I every episode Rush. of the show has that. Yeah, it has that and it's, it's amazing. So I'm a good. sucker for it. Literally whenever I... like whenever Lunella just like is just jamming to music. Literally like I think yesterday like uh, or well at work a couple days ago cuz they play music and like as I work in a warehouse, they blast yeah. music. Uh, so every time there's a song that's like of a similar beat, like BPM, like in my head, I immediately picture like Lunella, like just jamming, like from side to side, <laughs> like with the bright, vibrant mm-hmm. colors and everything, just randomly. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's just like that's just what everyone, like as a kid, that's what I would just do watching. Like, we would just think of Spider Man swinging to the music of the car, you know, like that type of stuff. <laughs> 
yeah. Um, oh man. But just man, every single fight scene, just the fact that they managed to time it perfectly, time like sequence perfectly with the music and to the beat of the rhythm. I am a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. Any time that is ever done in any piece of media, I love it to death. <laughs> I recently played the game Hi-Fi Rush, which is just nothing but that. The entire game is synced to your to the music playing. And it's just, yeah. I love it when they do it, and this show does it, and I love it so much. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, okay, so the, because we're still on the first episode, so the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it, there's blackouts in the neighborhood. And uh, also, uh, her family owns a roller rink. Roll with it. Right? <laughs> yeah. It, oh, yeah. Roll yeah, with so it. <laughs> at the D23 um, Disney Channel um, panel, they had a whole bunch of people on roller skates on stage when they were um, when they were talking about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> and when they did the the cavalcade um, at California Adventure, they had people on roller skates. I'm like, but there's not enough people on roller skates. You need more people on roller skates than this. <laughs> Needs more roller skates. Also. <laughs> More roller skates. To be fair, everything everything needs more roller skates. Why why do we not have more restaurants with car hops like Sonic? I love that. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably because you got, probably because you have to pay them. We more. have a lot. We have we have a a lot more of those in Ohio. A lot okay. more of those kind of like road hop stuff. Um, at least in my city, we have a few. I also love that the mom is a DJ. Yeah, <laughs> and like. Uh, well, I don't know if I should save it for the later episode because yeah, she, the turntables. <laughs> there's well, sh- should I bring it up now? Anyways, like those um, turntables are like her other child. Basically, yeah. I like when I when that whole thing came up because I because <laughs> I also DJ and I've had a fair share of gigs and whatever. So like I have my own set of like uh, turntables, and uh, yeah, you have no idea how expensive those things are. So they are basically, you're basically buying like another child. <laughs> if you're like, you have yeah. to take care of these things, make sure they're not broken or whatever. And so, but we will mm-hmm. go, we'll go over the rest of whatever happens in that episode when that comes around. But yeah, on this first episode, they introduce her as a DJ and I was like, ah, she, she's like me. <laughs> And we meet her whole family. Um, yeah, and they're great. I love her family. I love her family. Mm-hmm. I oh love her God. family. They're all they're, same here. I, they're I, all lovely. Something I, mm-hmm, something I will say is I really like all the main changes that they did with the main cast of like Lunella's family and everything. Like in terms of the comics to this, there's a lot different between both the comics and the show. More than just like Lunella's age and the Inhuman stuff and. It's just everything that they did just feels right for the character. It kind of makes it simplifies things, makes things more interesting and compelling. It just works so well. Like Lunella as a character in the comics was a lot more just not as friendly with people. She was a little more more antisocial with kids and things. And now she's she actually can have conversations with them and yeah uh, have... well because because in this the dynamic is she's not antisocial by any means but she doesn't really have any like she doesn't have, she, she doesn't have any like real friends at school yeah she's kind of just in her own world doing her own thing um and we see that when she's at school um 
because she's kind of just just working by herself and then uh eduardo comes over with the um with the rubik's cube of course what's that i mean i totally get it because i'm awesome at math but what is it ah so glad you asked on it i think it's some kind of crazy power generator you see there was this scientist she was working on this top secret project for the space program but then she just up and vanished and all that's left of her work are these incomplete blueprints i found beep, on the beep internet. beep nerd alert level five nerd alert anyways if i can crack this the lower east side would have its own power grid Huh? Coach Rebecca? Hey, look, I'm just subbing in science till they find a permanent hire. And she's kind of explaining um the whole um what what she's working on with what she thinks is this generator. Um uh, which how did she get her hands on blueprints from the space program? They were just online, I guess. Genius. She probably hacked into the in hacked she probably into did. something. Can yeah. I just say like I like wish I was Lunella as a 13 year old. Cause like, like yeah. in, in terms of like being antisocial, like she has so much confidence for being antisocial. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, cause as you were saying, like she's doing her own thing. She's happy with doing her own thing. I wish I had that kind of confidence, honestly. Cause like, I was so like, uh, like, I, I guess like, wasn't really sure of, what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be or wasn't fully confident in showing who I wanted to be and stuff. And yeah, Lunella, yeah. Lunella is totally confident in like, in, in who she is and, and everything, but doesn't, yeah, doesn't really like, uh, have much, I, I guess like much luck with friends in, in, in this mm -hmm. case, but like, yeah, no, I still like the entire time, uh, throughout the first episode, I was like, I wish I was, I wish this was me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like for like for mm -hmm. real. But like Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I I, I feel like I, I, I have a lot of Lunella's traits except for the smartness and, you know, the vibes. But like just it's, it's just a lot of her so reminiscent of me, but like she's the character that I wish that I would have had so I could have modeled myself after her in an like, Yeah. It, yeah, in like that. a formative uh, black little girl character kind of way, I would have dressed mm -hmm. up as Moon Girl so hard. I would have been <laughs> Lunella for for Halloween so many years as a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. Even I like feel that. It, even like because I, I, I'm trying to remember if there was any animated characters that come close to like the characters that that I had growing up. As far as like if there was any character that I could have looked up to in animation that was even close to someone like Lunella. And now, like, nowadays we're getting, uh, you know, a lot of cool characters like her, and it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad kids can have these characters to look up to compared to, you know, whoever I had. The closest yeah. I can think of was probably just Aang from Avatar. But, I'm, yeah. But... But that was like the only one. <laughs> so yeah, we're getting a lot more characters that are written by the very culture that that they're inspired by. Because I also want to. Oh, yeah. I also I also want to say more fully realized characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, by yeah. those like for years, Miles Morales was written by um, what's his name now? My brain's di dying on me. Brian Michael ben Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis and Bendis, Sarah yeah. Pacelli. Yeah. 
because Bendis created Miles Morales and Riri Williams. Um, Miles in the comics, um, for a lot of people, never really clicked with them because Miles, early Miles, while he was a really a decent character and he clicked with some people, his whole kind of thing in the comics early on was kind of what would P- what would Peter do? What would Peter do? What would Peter Parker? Do? And not really what would I as a character would do. My, yeah. At least Miles. And then Spider-Verse happened and it completely changed Miles into something that represented his culture more and really just made him work uh, as a like work even more than he already did. And Riri Williams, uh, I don't want to like say anything bad because Bendis uh, uh, is married to a black woman and has black children. And so he probably did a lot, uh, took a lot from their experiences when writing a character. But there's just some things that, ru- that in the <clears throat> comics rubbed me the wrong way. Um, her, the only reason, in the like as a kid, she would ask her teacher to kind of be racist to her because that would make her aspire to be better. Yeah. Uh, there's there's something to thing. be said about that. Is yeah, that's a that's a. <laughs> It's not great. That that wasn't no. the best thing he could have done. It's not the move. No. Yeah, I, that's what no. the That's that's a thing and but that's, then that's, that's really but, bad. But then Ryan Coogler got his hands on her and uh, other black writers in the comics they got their mm-hmm. ha- like got to work on her and they made her infinitely better. <laughs> and they yeah, made I, and they worked worked around her better. I think there is something to be said about the recent rise of representation written by those groups that are being represented because not to like, not to dismiss a lot of those earlier projects that were written by well-meaning allies who, you know, Mm -hmm. tried their best for what they were, but they're just, they didn't experience those things. So it's difficult to translate them. It's kind and uh, going to Disney channel shows instead of Marvel for a minute. It's this, it's the big difference between the owl house and amphibia because the owl house is like headed up by Dana Terrace, who is not who loses. And, and you can see it in the owl house, which means very well and does a lot for LGBT representation. That's really good, but falls short somewhere in some elements when it comes to its cast of color, uh, notably short. In fact, so much so that they're sort of trying to course correct in their final few episodes a little bit with loose, but the damage is kind of already done because of their short and runtime. I have no doubt that they would have tried with the criticism they received to have done better, but it presents the problem that, uh, Dana Terrace was never a part of that demographic, so however much she like identifies with Luce, cares about Luce, takes in experiences from the voice actors and the people that also work on the Owl House for Luce, like Luce was always going to come off as more uh, the things that Dana relates to rather than her own culture. Whereas with Amphibia, Amphibia was written by uh, uh, Southeast Asian creators, and you can really feel Anne's culture. Absolutely. Through the character, despite the fact that she's not even in a human setting, it it manages to remain very focused on Anne's culture in, in a way that the All House never did, and so it just really highlights the difference that uh, Disney Channel shows have like recently been. <clears throat> you know that dichotomy is there, 
between mm-hmm. shows that are run by well-meaning allies of the community and the community itself. And there's just is going to be a quality difference because, you know, that's what you live. But, you know, it doesn't take away the value. It's oh, just yeah, yeah. It's there I'll, and I'll... it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. And you can really see it with uh, this show and Spider-Verse. And yeah, just all all the shows that are now starting to represent the cultures of the people making them. And it's so exciting to see. I can't wait to see more of that. Like... It, it's yeah, a, it's I, a really I, good change of pace. I was gonna like, mention I, I was gonna mention a little bit of like you know how Shang Chi was sort of the same way, and I'll just be very quick about it. But like the comics, also oh, yeah. is like it, it's Ooh. it's it's uh, a same thing, you know, well-meaning but didn't understand the culture that well. The movie, well, I mean, on the other hand, as far as like I, I think recent comics also maybe have gotten it right, but the movie itself uh, also was definitely well, it was. Definitely more uh, positively portraying them, uh, and a, a majority of the crew was very, uh, like, well, very like Asian. I will say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, per, yeah, and and like, yeah, and Shang Chi was amazing. <laughs> it, oh yeah, it was, in my eyes, it was amazing and incredible, and I love it. I love Shang Chi, <laughs> but yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, my point. It. Either whether well-meaning or not, the uh, Shang Chi is in uh, as the character in the comics early on. Yeah, um, but as a character, he was fine. Surrounding him was a little sussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But but going back to (laughs) but going back to um, uh, Moon Girl, Moon Girl. Uh, So like, are, are we still talking about like the? uh the episodes uh yeah yeah we're kind of yeah. we're kind of going through the episode and, and you know like we normally do um mm-hmm. <clears throat> so how did um so we're so we're introduced that... to casey uh we're introduced to casey and she's kind of doing the influencer thing but i really like how they made it so that casey is not really a popular girl like like you would have kind of thought yeah. Um, she, she and Lunella are both kind of losers in different ways, and it's great. I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it, it's totally it. It kind of um, how would I say? Uh, I don't know if the term is out of left field or whatever. But well, because like you look at the kind of character that she's, I guess, trying to be in terms of being like this influencer character and stuff like that, and. Yeah, it does seem like she would be like the popular girl, but yeah, no, she isn't. And uh, and honestly, whenever she does do like the influencer, like uh, subscribe, like comment, and whatever, it it's honestly endearing. It's not like it it doesn't make me like cringe or anything because you know that this it's like like as far as be, trying to be like an influencer or like a YouTuber or something like that. I don't know. It's like, I guess it's kind of cute when, like, when kids are doing it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, that's that's adorable. They're trying to. Be as long as they're not weird. doing stupid TikTok trends that are going to put themselves in danger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not doing, as long as they're not doing stupid pranks either. Like that's. Yeah. yeah. Don't put yourself in. Like Casey's just asking, what is the deal with chicken fried steak anyway? Is it chicken or is it steak? <laughs> No, yeah, it, is, it, it, it feels mistake. like a genuine attempt to actually convey the social media plat uh, of social media platform 
Yeah. And not it is, just it is like, steak fried like chicken. Not, not just and it's very good. Not just saying the trigger the the trigger words of social media like likes, retweets, follow, subscribe. It's not just saying that. It, it definitely just... could have felt very how do you do fellow kids, and I'm glad that it didn't. That's yeah, exactly. It was sorry. sorry being... I'm hungry now because you brought up chicken fried steak. Chicken fried and... steak. <laughs> you should go to Cracker Barrel. When that was point. when I was. Brought up when I was brought up, I was more like hungry rather than trying to comprehend: is it chicken or is it steak? <laughs> but, um, but how, when did when did we meet Casey? Was that like in the school? Yeah, in the yeah, school, we right uh, after um, Luna was doing the curious. doing the Rubik's cube, right? Which <laughs> she was doing it behind her back like the whole time, right? <laughs> Um and uh, 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 when does her like I guess quote unquote origin start? <laughs> like, well, so basically, um, basically, Lunella gets home from school and well, not home, but she goes to roll with it. She goes to the roller rink and um sees that her security measure has been tripped because the that past night, like the la- the previous night after everyone had left. Um, somebody tried to rob the place, but she set up a booby trap that's like, no, it's not a glitter bomb, it's like a, a blue paint bomb, basically, um, that covered them in blue paint that would not come off. <laughs> and, oh, wow. and her mom kind of talks about how... Blackouts mean more crime, not to mention lost business, which means we get pushed out of the community we love. I'm not raising my baby in Jersey. No disrespect to Jersey. Well, then somebody call the Avengers or something. I bet they could solve it. Oh, sweetheart, I'm afraid the Avengers got bigger fish to fry. Besides, do they even go below 14th Street? Is the Avengers now an organization anymore? They haven't really been an organization since the end. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not really sure. So like there, I would think I would think there's still a team that's that's there at the compound. Also, I was assuming it was rebuilt after Endgame. Also, I was more sucked into like uh, Moon Girl's story that I completely forgot that this was a Marvel show. Yeah, (laughs) there were moments honestly. There were moments throughout this show that I keep forgetting that it's a Marvel show, and then all of a sudden. She mentions Black Panther or the Avengers in general, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. this was this was in that." <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of like early two two thousands Marvel movies where there's not not any really any reference to the larger Marvel universe outside of like one or two lines. And I crossovers like crossovers were barely like yeah a a thing basically. It, like, like nowadays, it's, it's more yeah. likely, especially yeah. with Marvel. Yeah, especially with Marvel. It's like in Spider-Man 2002 when they're like, Doctor Strange, that's pretty good, but it's taken. <laughs> you know? That was, uh, well, uh, yeah. I was going to say that's in Spider-Man 2, but yeah. That's um, what I said. Two. <laughs> two th- oh, we said 2002. Um, no, two, t- yeah, <laughs> it's the, the 2000th and 2 Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. All right, all right, all right. Um, um, so basically, she gets... Uh, this whole she builds a contraption to basically try and power the the street uh, in order to like stop the power outages from happening. Yeah, she's thinking uh, it's gonna it give is, them their their own power grid. Basically, is what she was explaining yeah. earlier. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, and it was okay. uh and the design was made by I guess one of the NASA engineers uh by the name of Moon Girl. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then uh but then it turns out that this wasn't an en- energy source. It's actually a portal device that uh creates the portal that then brings out Devil Dinosaur. <gasps> it's working. Yes. Yes. Oh no, no. Too much juice. The the cutest, the cutest goddamn dinosaur I've ever. Seen. I mean, Casey calls him Clifford later, and honestly, that's pretty accurate because he's just a big puppy. <laughs> he's literally just a big puppy. I had to, I had to do a double. I had to rewind for a double take to like, wait, did she call him Clifford? That that's pretty, yes, yes, that's did. really funny. Because that was that was amazing. Uh, it Devil's dinosaur's design is perfect. Devil's, oh, I uh, love Devil's it. Dinosaur, yeah, I always love the horns that they that they gave him eventually down the road because for a while he was just a red T Rex. He didn't really have any distinct features outside of he's you, red. You mean you mean a Carnotaurus? <laughs> That's not accurate at all. Actually, well, he he kind of yeah. he kind of looks like the Carnotaurus from Dinosaur. Exactly. Yeah, That's what he, I was. Like, yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah. not our Dino. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was always this kind of a red T Rex, and then they gave the gave the T Rex the devil horns. I would have thought that like, the devil horns would be there from the beginning because his name is Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, I it's... would too. I would have thought that too, but no, I don't know why. He's the cutest little Satan baby I've ever seen. He's the Satan baby. <laughs> You know, trained an apex predator, mastered my gadgets, and became fluent in dinosaurian. I even learned his name. The literal translation is terrifying fire beast who will bring about the end of all things. But, 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 hear me out. We discussed it, and we're gonna go with devil for short. Devil. Devil. Yeah, I can work with that. Uh, I love devil dinosaur's design so much. I, I, like I said, to, like I showed you guys, I did fan art for the, for, because I knew we were doing this podcast this week, and yeah. I wanted to have tiny fan art to post. Gorgeous, by the way. Whoa! Just beautiful. Whoa, that's like, so cute. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I love, the, the, the I I love how you got all the, all the detail and texture for her hair. It looks oh. amazing. Mm-hmm. All the audio listeners that are listening in their cars are like, I'm driving. Can you guys not talk about it right now? <laughs> <laughs> can we get into like the description or something oh yeah no, <laughs> like, this will be yeah. retweeted on the podcast account for sure this this yeah, this is so good this is so good it was gorgeous so good. Just, oh my god not to do any like shameless self-promotion i'm just my point is that i got so excited over these designs i love mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the show uh like even though like i portrayed it more in my style i still i still tried to like keep that feel that um, oh yeah yeah I, it's, it. it's so you, artistically inspiring with the with uh, just the vibes of everything. Yeah, you you it was amazing, like just gorgeous, gorgeous. 
and it feels like just in the show spirit of the show it's so good so good thank you I just retweeted it saying, bro, this is so good. <laughs> nah, it sucks. Uh, uh, I love when shows just artistically inspired. Because it's so, like, right. the serotonin, it don't always be hitting. But with this show, it be mm-hmm. hitting. This show in Bluey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This show's just been, uh, it's been great. Oh, no. Now I'm having ideas for Bluey and Bingo's Halloween <laughs> costumes as Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yes! <laughs> Oh my god. Yes! Please do do it. something with that. Please do, do it. This. Yes, I, I will I will I will explode from the cuteness. <laughs> I will explode. And she'll get really into character. I'm I'm thinking of the the most recent um episode or maybe not actually I think it's the second most recent episode of Hamster and Gretel now where where Bailey's like, I'm gonna explode. Nope, still can't do it. <laughs> also also like uh a, a, a very quick thing like i was at target recently um and like i was just like shopping for whatever and then like there was this little kid i just randomly heard this little kid who sounded exactly like bluey <laughs> just just <laughs> like run to her like mom or, or whatever saying it's like that's bluey right there that's either bluey the australian accent they're on on holiday from australia (laughs) it almost could have been australian but it's either it either sounded more like bluey or bingo at leaning more towards bingo but it was like the cutest thing oh sorry okay bluey bluey tangent over now back to going back to the episode Yeah, so um, Lunella has this whole um, this whole subway station down uh, down below the apartment that's abandoned that she's turned into her lab, and she yeah, rigged yeah. up this elevator to take her from her closet down there. Oh God, it's Henry Danger now. <laughs> oh no! Don't, <laughs> remi- don't remind me of that show. I okay, okay, okay. Lunella. We don't have to. <laughs> I I, cat- I I'm the guy who does who catalogs crossovers in. Like the the Tommy Westfall universe, and I had to watch a few episodes of Henry Danger. Don't oh don't yeah, ever. No. I'm so sorry. I, I watched one and I was done. <laughs> Good. I yeah. had to watch well, several. it still makes I... more sense than than the entrance to Mighty Med being in some random utility closet in a hospital, or it was a janitor's closet, wasn't it? The whole point. The whole point Did of we... Mighty Med was yeah. that these are comic book. They're transporting into a comic book world, kind of, and these aren't. Well, the the, su- the superheroes are supposed to be. I mean, Kian is the expert in all things Mighty Med, of course. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. Like I watched like a few episodes of Mighty Med. They don't really because they don't go into the Time Westfall universe. Thank God. Uh, they have their own. They have their own universe with lab rats, but it's a multiverse kind of situation. A whole other can of worms. But Mighty Med's whole thing is like that. It's a comic book world, and that there are comic books of these superheroes that are coming into the hospital that they know the history of, and they know the identity of, and they know right. uh, how to how to cure them. It's but also the superheroes also exist in the real world. And I think the whole idea is that superheroes are real and all comic books are based off of existing superheroes. Right, yeah, that was the so idea. An, there's an omnipotent yeah. guy in the hospital named Ambrose who writes <laughs> the comics for every existing superhero. Okay, I didn't watch a lot of the show. I, uh, t- no, uh, 
That's uh, you're very you guys, lucky. Do you so. know that those guys, the guys in Mighty Med, I forget the actors' names. They're doing a podcast now. Yeah, hit the break. Yeah. Wait, it's the a... main dudes, the the main characters. Yeah, yeah, they're still friends, and they're, they're still friends, just doing and a they're and they they do a podcast now, talking about their time on like on Disney Channel and stuff. I forget who. Um... Is that? Oh, wait, yeah, I, I don't remember um, the names. Of I know some of, some of the people with the Waverly Place G- are doing that too. Yeah, uh, David DeLuise and Jennifer Stone are doing. I love that. That's right. Yeah, that. they're doing. That. I remember they also started like I know this is not Disney, but they started a Ned's Declassified podcast, and I was like, what? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and that's and and then yeah, there's a Wizards of Waverly pod. I think was. <laughs> Very this is kind of jumping movie. ahead, but also Selena Gomez is referenced in uh, the oh, yeah. last episode yeah. of this batch. I was so nostalgic <laughs> to like classic Disney Channel when they treated Selena Gomez as the big celebrity. But now she's like, I don't think most kids nowadays would like recognize her in the same way kids of the 2000s did. So it's probably like equivalent of referencing, uh, I don't know, Madonna or something. Casey yeah, only no knew who Selena. Casey only knew who I'm Selena like... Gomez was because she watched your video. Possible. Uh, uh, <laughs> unless you're watching only murders in the building on Hulu yes that's true that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's done very well it's mm-hmm. hard watching only murders though. <laughs> i mean yeah, unless, unless they are they're just cool kids mm-hmm. i mean yeah. there's still, i mean like... they probably know what hulu is <laughs> yeah unless you're a child currently watching only murders in the building or had or had watched the behind the scenes footage of 13 reasons why then you I then you will know who's doing it. I mean there's no there's n- literally no parental lock on Hulu. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, Mr. No, Steve there. Martin. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Steve Martin. Okay. Moonbro. Um, <laughs> bananas today, bananas today. <laughs> Are you just gonna bring up Chandler? Are you gonna bring up that episode at any possible given time we can? Bananas today, because <laughs> we covered because we covered it on my pod uh, that episode of the Muppet Show on my podcast. Uh, yeah, the, that that it's just gonna be. So she fires up the she fires up the portal generator, and Devil Dinosaur comes through, and of course, immediately runs out of the um, of the subway station. Slash lab and Lunella's chasing after him, like, please don't destroy New York City. <laughs> and isn't that where, uh, uh, oh, I, well, okay, isn't that where Lunella kind of saves Casey? I think. Yeah. So Devil yeah. ends up saving Casey because, um, oh, Devil did. Oh, okay. Yeah, Devil yeah. saves Casey because they're, um, they're they're out there, like they're they're out on the street and. Um, Lunella realizes that Devil, um, likes hot dogs. Oh, I like hot dogs. <laughs> I too like hot dogs. You like hot dogs, what, what's your what, What's your go-to brand for hot dogs? <laughs> I don't know if anyone caught that very vague Shyamalan reference. <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh. God damn it! <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. Um, God damn it! I can't, I don't know why I didn't catch on to that. Uh, the happening. Hey, like, hey, devil! You like hot dogs, don't you? Was that the ha- that was the happening, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh yep. my god! I'm talking to a plastic plant. Um. 
What right. What are your guys' go to brands of hot dogs? Oh my god! Usually, <laughs> I go with ballpark, the all beef ones. I go Nathan's. Nathan's is good. <laughs> Nathan's are just go generally with... more expensive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're. I mean, there's a reason they got like a bunch of the... spices in that. Yeah, they're 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 the they're they're the, the original. Oh yeah, the the racetrack ones are good. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> we got on so many tangents. It's funny. Tangents um, on the podcast without a cool acronym. What? <laughs> and uh, so after, like, Devil saves Casey, I think. Uh, like, because um, as they uh, call her at this point, the electrical lady was doing stuff. Yeah. Also, as soon as the, uh, as soon as she uh, she came around, I'm like. Electro, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, but I think like yeah, this is a completely different character. Jamie which... Fox, what are you doing here? <laughs> Jamie Fox, uh, uh, oh, well, I was gonna bring up like whoever the voice actor for the ride was. <laughs> um, Lunella kind of has the idea after um, they save Casey for them to become a superhero team, um, and then of course Casey shows up. And it's like, okay, I wanna, I wanna make this happen. Um, you obviously need representation. You have a freaking dinosaur, and then kind of Lunella kind of get, um, takes Casey down to her her whole lab and kind of gives her the idea that she was just um, having to become a superhero. And Casey's like, okay, well, if you're gonna be a superhero, you can't you can't do that in that outfit. <laughs> you need the branding mm-hmm. you need the branding and I got the branding social media followers are my currency it'd be like um, that uh, we kind of have the montage of them um, um, getting the that's suit kind, figured out and all that that's kind of like for any adult though that's the worst type of currency that is exposure that exposure work for, work for exposure but they're literally middle schoolers yeah. so it's fine i know yeah yeah oh yeah they're, they're kind of they're kind of adult adult they don't have bills to pay yeah <laughs> if anything yeah. they're kind of doing it on their own whim so i mean like yeah it's, oh yeah yeah i know yeah <laughs> Meanwhile, i'm just over here like i don't get paid in exposure i would like to get paid in commissions it just shout out to my inbox right here <laughs> all the people that paid? after the Super Bowl when they're like, oh, we'll see R- Rihanna didn't get paid for the Super Bowl I'm like, because it's Rihanna like, I was doing that as a favor well also yeah. apparently I'm well apparently they don't uh, pay their Super Bowl halftime people, I don't think like, from what I've heard I, I don't know if that's that is a very interesting I mean, when your exposure's the Super Bowl and you're already Rihanna that, that's yeah. fine yeah. yeah, it's already gonna get you like plays you know after that they played rihanna at work like (laughs) uh, constantly like after her uh her halftime show so it's it's basically trial and error they they try the um there there's there's another blackout they try to um apprehend the um the quote fools who tried to rob roll with it um and they can tell because they're still blue that's As Leon says like... later, they are smurfy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very smurfy. Very this smurfy. Is the first Disney, this is the first time I've like in a Disney cartoon I've heard them reference like multiple properties that 
aren't owned by Disney. Yeah, I was <laughs> noticing that too because you like, would like, kind of dance around it. Clifford's PBS, and then Smurfs is like kind of Sony at this point. Oh, speaking of Sony, um, Lunella's mom gave her a Walkman, but it actually oh, yeah, says Sony and not Sony. Oh my god, yeah, that was amazing. It uh, actually I, says I, what? It, it says phony instead of Sony. F-O-N-Y instead of Sony. I didn't even see that. I, I remember the Walkman part. I don't remember. I'm I don't, like, is that the same? Is it the same as, as um, Star Wars Walkman? It's like... No, Maybe it's, not, but it's, it's called Sony. Star-Lord's Star Lords is like straight up a Sony like Walkman. Right. They literally, it literally is a Sony Walkman in, in Mission Breakout, too. Yeah. And then... <laughs> But and then he has a zoom, and after that, right? They went from Sony to Microsoft. Oh, that is not Microsoft. It's not a thing anymore, which is why they picked it. (laughs) I mean, iPods aren't even a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what are any of these things? (laughs) (laughs) Also, Um, the other thing I was kind of thinking um, was. I cannot wait for the Chibi Tiny Tail shorts for this show because there's already like bits in this show that like are literally the kind of stuff they would do in a Tiny Tails short, like the the outline yeah. of 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 Devil Dinosaur is where where he's missing and like kind of just some of the expressions. It's just perfect. I love it. There's definitely there's definitely quite a bit of anime influence in this show too. Yeah, like it it, it, it definitely gets very Chibi. Uh, and very just, like, abrupt, uh, either abrupt cuteness or abrupt, like, shock, uh, in, like, in some moments, which, like, that, like, I don't know, that just... One of my favorite parts is the expression on Lunella's goggles. I love that so much, how they use that. It kind of reminds me of Snap from Chalk Zone. (laughs) Like if um yeah if you remember that yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. like it reminds me a lot of like it feels like the the way that MCU Spider Man's thing always worked uh, his lenses but it feels like yeah. fully realized in this instance because yeah. it just it it it's expression it has so much expression has so much emotion and it allows for like cool little question marks to pop up or shot and like exclamation points just to appear on the goggles. Oh yeah. It allows it to be a cartoon and a and for it to make sense at the same time. Oh, it's like when it, it's like those neon goggles that people get, like you know those that have like a bunch of LEDs on on the goggles. Yeah. <laughs> they have like words pop up. The ones they wear at like well, I was gonna say once they wear at raves, but I feel like they they more so have them in theme parks now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Prob- probably not the Disney ones, but I know Universal has had them around. Mm-hmm. Um, after their first time um, where they kind of fail, um, they go back and kind of do this. Uh, Luna kind of do, does this training montage where she learns how to really use the boxing glove she she created and trains Devil. And all of that. Meanwhile, Casey is doing some, um, so, some kind of looking around on the internet to find out where the the crooks are going to be next. And ultimately, they are successfully able to apprehend them. Yay! <laughs> and and again, Smurfy. 
<laughs> yeah, didn't they like um uh say something about her like you know not having like a superhero name yeah so lunella hasn't come up with her name yet and um she decides on devil but she's still unsure of um what her name needs to be and one of them literally earlier says you know if if you won't take yourself seriously no one else will and casey's like that's what i was saying (laughs) that's the fact that like this random crook would be saying this like is but it it's it makes it a little bit funnier too in a way but yeah. um, and um devil's new training is put to the test when he has to um he ha- he has to do what Lunella wants and avoid the uh, and and not eat all the cold cuts that are on the table <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i love that mhm uh but if we if we're uh, getting through this one, I'm trying to remember what leads to Lunella. Um, it was on making the, way the back. like. Sorry. sorry, yeah, just what leads to Lunella making the choice to have Devil leave, like through the uh, back. So it's the because of aftershock. Um, yeah. so basically, mm-hmm. aftershock. Um, once she finds out who aftershock is, and yeah, aftershock. Basically, um, she. That's right. So she creates the moon scanner using the Walkman, and they help people out around the LES while um, they're scanning to try to find Aftershock. And then finally, um, they find her, and Lunella goes with Devil and not um, Casey to go confront Aftershock. And they totally get their asses kicked. Not only that, but Aftershock actually pulls Lunella's helmet off and sees who she actually is under the helmet, which is made even worse because Aftershock is actually also, um, like, her, basically her cover is a, um, a, uh, it's a science Uh, teacher. teacher. Yeah, Uh, a science teacher teacher. at her school because the, 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 um, the gym teacher or the, the coach, the school coach was um, basically subbing in for science class, and so suddenly Lunella is in this position where her family is 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 possibly in danger because of this, and she ultimately decides to um, stop doing the superhero thing and and send Devil back home. Um, which of yeah, course that... you, you know when when she fires up that portal and he go, he ends up going through it that he's he he didn't stay he came back pretty much immediately. That yeah. scene like it was also kind of like kind of rough because uh, um she doesn't want to you know send him back and it like also devil you know doesn't want to go either. But it, it's something that she knows is like best for both of them, or she believes is best for both of them. And so, like the animation and the uh, and the voice acting—I don't know who the voice of uh, Lunella is, but she's doing in that moment, uh, like she's doing like a really good job at conveying the emotions that uh, she's going through there, because yeah. like you know, and it. I- 
It almost made me tear up, honestly. Well, I was like, no. That's oh. Diamond White playing Lunella. She was, she was Holly yeah. and Phineas confirmed and the Fireside Girl. And then she, in Transformers Rescue Bot, she played one of the lead human characters, Frankie Green. You'll have to find a way to override the- You do talk! All of you! I didn't say anything! Oops. <sighs> Smooth. It's okay, it's okay, it's time she knew. Cody, I always knew. You did? Well, almost always. You can't fool me, Cody! Especially about giant alien talking robots. Doesn't she also sing the the opening theme? If, if, if yeah, she yeah, she it. sings the opening oh, theme. Oh, okay. Oh, Whoa, great. wait, we oh. haven't talked about that yet. The opening theme, like, is well, yeah, so good. It's, it's not, well, so the first time we hear it in the show is at the end the of the first episode. episode, or at the end. Well, of at the end of the first episode, when it's the it's the mixtape song, um, that that is played while she's um. Well, she's fighting Aftershock, which also, um, worth noting, um, Aftershock is the one supervillain that we don't really get any kind of backstory for. Because, like, oh, all the oh, other ones yeah. we get, we get Lawrence Fishburne doing the backstory. We don't get yeah. that for Aftershock. <laughs> we, we don't get, um, we don't get Aftershock, like, we, we don't get Aftershock's backstory. We just know that, um, she's sucking power from... Um, line bike charging stations, basically. I th I think considering that she's like the first villain and also one of the it's seemingly one of the more threatening ones. They might be saving her backstory for later if she so, comes back. Uh, which if she if she comes back, I kind of get the impression that she's just dead at the end of this episode. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. electricity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it kind of felt like it was a a little bit of a time thing too. There were some yeah. parts where it kind of felt like there was a little pacing thing. Like, it just kind of, we're, we're here and then we're there. Like, I mean, they had a lot to do in this first episode, and that's why we've been talking about so, it for so long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, a lot of tangents, but what do, what do you expect from a podcast? Yeah. It's nice. But, so, mm -hmm. so, basically, Lunella kind of ends up pushing Casey away in addition to, um, obviously, Devil and sending him back. And she realizes that that was a mistake. and. Um, of course, she she ends up going to go talk to Casey as Casey's coming to talk to her. I'm loving Casey and all the additions that they're adding because I don't believe Casey was a character from the comics. Oh wow, really? Yeah, there's a lot of new characters from that. I, I again, I haven't read Moon Girl in a while. I haven't. I, I only read like a f the first few issues, and even then, I, I'm not as active as a Marvel reader as I want to be now. A lot of Marvel editorial decisions have if, not if... been something I'm interested in. <laughs> If anything, but, like she's a wonder, wonderful addition, wonderful character, uh, wonderful yeah. show. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of a lot of the show just feels just every addition. It feels like there's so many new additions to the character, but that just feel natural for the character. Doesn't and if, like, and yeah, if anything, if anything, obviously she also you know, uh, like Lunella definitely needed a like best friend kind of character that, uh, and, and if anything, they both like very much i want to say carry like well very similar energies and that just also mm -hmm. is like they're they're they complement each other so well yeah yeah like mm -hmm. they're different characters like, they're they're from two like slightly different worlds but they they bond like very well and it's like they're they're very i, mean, I love i love the moment where i love the moment where they're talking and 
um, Casey, Casey's like, you're the first real friend I've ever had, Lou. And and, and Lunella's like, you too, Casey. And it's like, wait, did we, do we have nicknames now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> we have nicknames! I shouldn't have pushed you and double away. No, me too. I, I get where you're coming from. And don't worry, I, I took down the website, tossed the costume, all that junk. Guess I can be a bit much. I think you're exactly the right amount. <laughs> you know, you're pretty much the first real friend I ever had, Lou. <laughs> you too, Case. OMG! Do we have nicknames now? <laughs> I guess so! <laughs> it finally happened! Oh, I've been dreaming about this day! <laughs> That's so cute. I love it. <laughs> that was adorable. I don't know if I have a chance against Aftershock. I don't know what'll happen if I fail, but I know what'll happen if I don't even try. Lou, are you sure? There's no one else to stick up for the Lower East Side. Just me. Okay, I'm really glad to hear that because... Yeah, I lied! I never shut the site down. Here's your costume. Let's do this. And they make a plan for how to show everyone that it's Aftershock stealing their power. And I guess come up with a plan to defeat her later. Okay, no publicity is bad publicity. Except when the whole city thinks you're a bad guy. You gotta expose Aftershock as the real villain. Luckily, she told me when and where she recharges. There's a handy charging spot right around the corner so I can hit it before dinner. Loving the enthusiasm, but what if no one sees? What if you can't take her out? Well, then we get canceled after one episode. <laughs> they, got to, they got to a fourth I wall break. I, wa I wasn't expecting the fourth wall break, and I hope that means that they'll put in some other characters that break the fourth wall on, on a yeah. love. I would love if they brought in Gwenpool. I don't know how many of you have read Gwenpool. Oh, She's a like, phenomenal character. One of my I closest friends has... One of my closest friends has told me about all, all about Gwenpool and how like they want to be the ones to like direct a Gwenpool movie or something like that. I've been I know Gwenpool. I, I'm the same way. I'm the same yeah. way. I literally have a per. I have the perfect vision on how to do a Gwenpool show, like on Disney Plus or something. A story for another time, but like it's like story for my, another time. my yeah. But but my friend also like pitched me like their pitch, and I, I'm like, ah. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. that. It's like it, it definitely. I don't, like Gwenpool's an interesting character from what I've heard from yeah. uh, from them. Yeah. But Chandler, like, are you familiar with the character? Um, I know, I know of Gwenpool. I don't know much about her. She, her whole story, whole story and shtick is that she's actually from our world and oh. transported to the comic book world. And the whole thing is that she, uh basically knows all the identities of every character but is limited to what she read what she like read before transporting to the marvel universe okay so there's just gaps in her superhero knowledge and she'll like uh like one time she'll fight deadpool and, she and they'll be asking her like how do you defeat deadpool because i don't know i don't read his books i didn't like his i don't like how his how his dialogue stopped the art you just uh <laughs> she's just a very uh fourth wall breaking character that uh she breaks it by the simply of simply of the, by the fact that she knows the process of writing a comic book and knowing the art of the comic book yeah like they definitely need to make this movie <laughs> i feel yeah, like oh it, now that they're doing so this much. now that well, they're doing the multiverse i feel like 
Gwenpool is almost inevitable. I think maybe point. the only problem is that they kind of already did that with She-Hulk. I mean, I, and I mean, She-Hulk, I know, was always fourth wall breaking as well. But they can take it like a step further, you know. It's yeah, like, take it even further. that's like, true. I, I think that would be a lot of fun. She can, she can literally grab the panels and pull herself out, and she sees her entire story laid out in front of her. And at that point in the story, like when she finds out about this ability, it's like midway through her, her through her initial run before it got canceled. And then she, uh, she sees it the end of her story, and that terrifies her. And the whole, and the rest of the comic becomes like this existential, like deep journey for the character to be like how do i how do i maintain my story how do how do i keep this going so that i don't basically end she gets terrified on the thought of like what happens when my story is over that's the whole so but back to moon girl yeah yeah how how were you saying that gwenpool would tie with moon girl I would just like it if she just pops in and just casually, because there's an issue where she runs into Miles as Spidey, and she just sees Miles on the train and just says, hey, I love your work, and then does the thwip thwip to him. And then Miles' eyes just go like, like he just doesn't say anything, but he's like, you know my secret identity, what the hell? And then she walks out the train uh, and Miles sneaks away, puts on his suit and then captures Gwen. Is like, who the hell are you? How do you know about me? <laughs> and I, I think that would be something similar that they could do on the show is that she just sees Lunella and just like, hey, I love your work. And then just mentioned like does like raw or something like that to insinuate. Well, I think the, on, the only other issue with that is that uh, the, the only issue with that is that so far, like basically half of the the antagonist she's gone up against end up knowing about her secret identity true Pretty, well yeah. Gwen is not an antagonist she's just well yes but like <laughs> still you know it's like okay we've got yeah, aftershock a, new we've got um the supercomputer beyonder yeah fair i don't want it to be like an mcu spidey situation where they all just so happen to figure out who uh peter parker is I mean, her own hair doesn't really count as far as, like, knowing this, the secret identity, because, like, it was always her hair. <laughs> but also, like, the hair did, did know. Uh, mm-hmm. So, the, of course, we um, got, she uh, tries to yeah. stop um, she tries to stop, stop Aftershock using the park sprinklers, which were actually set up earlier, and um, that doesn't really work. Devil shows up, and then um, Lunella, of course, has um, um, gets to reunite with Devil, which is very sweet. Uh, and then Aftershock is not defeated, so they have to figure out how to actually defeat her. And then Lunella realizes that oh, we can ground her. Like lightning, we gotta ground her! You mean send her to her room and take her phone away? No, 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 electrical grounding. We hit her with a metal lightning rod that's connected to a wire leading to a grid under the ground. If it works, all her electricity will be absorbed and dissipated safely. Science! We just need a big enough lightning rod. Uh, and really I, I posted that clip to Twitter with, can we please have uh, uh, a little show at Epcot World Discovery where Lunella is doing little science demonstrations because that would be great. 
That yeah, would be so cool. Yeah, yeah I can't I, unthink that now. That is such a good idea. I, and I was like, wait, did you? So did you bring up that it should be because in the play pavilion? I was or, gonna say either the imagination yeah. pavilion or the play because pavilion. Because to me, it should be it should be in the play pavilion because like it's already next to, right next to Guardian, so it'd be like its own little Marvel area. Hear me out. I know this is like I know everyone hates the idea of replacing some kind of good stuff, but what if they replaced Honey I Shrunk the Audience with a Lunella show? I mean, Honey, I hmm. Shrunk the Audience is dead forever anyway, so why not? Oh, wait, wait, what, what's Yeah, right now it's just short films. Short which film I festival. Oh, right. Sure, I'm fine with replacing that. <laughs> Make a Honey, I Shrunk the Audience style Lunella demonstration. Oh, cool. I see what you mean. That would be Ooh. cool. Yeah, like, that would be perfect in Tomorrowland, too. Like, I mean, yeah, I know all the Marvel stuff is in DCA, but like, Repl who cares? You already got your replacement for Stitch. There we go. <laughs> yeah! Lunella's Great Escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, like, we're already happens. doing engineering stuff for <laughs> yes. our armchair That's imagination. Attraction. Um, and... <laughs> Sorry, Dave, we're stealing your, we're stealing your shtick. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and... and then Chandler just brought up Tony's. <laughs> yes. And Lunella um, uh, ends up her her fa her family obviously not knowing that she's Moon Girl um, helps her out a little bit, um, and eventually they're able to successfully get the lightning rod set up using the the school's flagpole um, to actually stop aftershock. Oh man! And again, uh, I, I'm like. It feels like she's supposed to be dead, but also I don't know. She could come back, that's I guess. That's what I was going to, yeah. was going to ask. I'm, yeah. If they don't bring her back in the show, I'm going to be very concerned about that first episode and being like, did Lunella, did Lunella just kill a woman? Did she just <laughs> kill somebody? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, indeed. Tug's collar. That's a spicy I really, collar. And I really like how... I really like the bit where the whole, um, well, obviously not everyone, but like like um, people from across the community come together to help lift the flagpole. Oh yeah, that was great. That's cool. Ooh. I like that. We love to it, see a sense it, it of community. It already shows that Moon Girl is helping bring the community together. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, and also like just the animation. I mean, we're gonna. Continue gushing about it, I'm sure. Uh, but oh my gosh, the animation is so good. There's one shot in particular where, like, um, where like Aftershock is chasing Devil, and it like spins around, and then it's like it spins around Casey, and then and then um, and then shows um, Lunella um, un unrolling the the cable. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that shot. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so freaking cool. Even like the the animatic opening i don't know if you guys watched the leak of the theme song the, le the leak yeah i did the theme song i just the animatics alone just showed so much style and character and everything in oh the yeah it was like even if that was what the animation was it still would have been good animation just through the animatics. yeah, yeah. Was, i remember i mean there's bits where you have background characters that like are Still images that just kind of move, but it works because it fits that comic book aesthetic, and it's so well done. Yeah. 
that's what you get when you get the the animation studio behind Rise of the TMNT. You get good animation, man. Yeah, I knew amazing. it had to look similar to that. Oh my god, yeah, it and definitely the has. Studio. Yeah, wow. Yeah, same studio. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has like the same style. I I remember like watching it. It 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 definitely had like Rise of the TMNT kind of vibes. And uh, yeah, so wow, that's the same studio. It's like I figured. It's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Um, but yeah, uh, and, uh, was and that, then that, uh, that first episode wraps up with uh, kind of a parallel to the montage that that started the episode. Um, and and then Lunella and Devil, um, getting that same city view as earlier in the episode where she had the ice cream and she was kind of um talking with them but the moon is now full symbolizing that their partnership is fully formed and strong and it's great and since this episode was such a long one to record i figured i'd actually split it into two parts having part one be about the pilot episode and then part two be about episodes two through six so everyone plug your stuff um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, you guys can follow me at Iron Ninja Two Thousand on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, you can follow my uh YouTube Iron Ninja Two Thousand. Well, no, not Iron Ninja Two Thousand, just Iron Ninja. Um, you can also listen to my podcast that I haven't had an episode put out an episode for in a while. Off. I'm sorry, life has just been insane with job applications. I might look into that Quentin one if he's looking for more editors, but uh. <laughs> Uh, you could, uh, you could uh, listen to my podcast, The Crossover Nexus. The last episode that I published was like I think in October, and it yeah. was w- about the Simpsons Family Guy episode with uh, Godzilla Mendoza, Troy Boyle Seventeen, and Mithy. You can uh, listen to that. It's a great one. It's really funny. Um, Here's a question: Which is going to come out first, the Muppets Haunted Mansion podcast or the Jesse <laughs> Holiday with Parker and Joey? About that let's, one. Let's, let's do, let's do a contest. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, if I had a nickel for every guest on this podcast, who had an episode of a podcast I was on that hadn't come out yet, and it's been recorded for a long time, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I'm currently working on a YouTube video at the moment. Uh, in my spare time, writing a video about the history of microtransactions. And that should be done very soon as well. But I don't know when that'll come out either. <laughs> well, uh, uh, as as far as me, you can follow me on Twitter, in, in, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at aproductions09. I also have a YouTube channel where I am going to try to start uh, putting out more video content with theme parks and stuff like that. And me and my best friend being weird at theme parks. And by weird, I mean silly, you know, just funny. So that's at youtube.com slash Andrew Productions. Although YouTube has handles now. So I guess just look up at a-productions. So, and, uh, I, and I did do a podcast not so frequently called Realm of Immersion. Uh, you could find those episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to stuff. And stay tuned, because I am trying to get that Muppets Haunted Mansion episode finished. And it was recorded all the way back in October of 2021. 
and life stuff has really definitely been getting in the way, especially work. But it is pretty much finished. I just need to do some final tweaking. Uh, and it's a crossover. Yeah. It's Chandler's on it, and Channel KRT is on it. So yeah. look forward to when that releases, uh, finally. And... Yeah. Miranda? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and TikTok at the handle Carousel Unique. Uh, I do art. I'm actually working on posting my commission sheet so that I can take more regular commissions. And I have Patreon as well. And uh, you can basically just shoot me a message at any of my platforms for a commission, uh, even before I post the sheet, but I will be posting the sheet soon. Uh, also, if you want to hear more of my voice for some reason, I don't know why I will be doing an ep- I will be doing a podcast episode uh, this week also with uh, uh, Channel KRT uh, for that 90s show. I don't know when it'll come out, but that does mean you'll be hearing me more than once relatively within the sphere of the next whenever. Uh, so yeah, uh, I do art stuff. It's good, I like to think. So, you know, go check it out. Please, I need money for college. <laughs> and, uh... Kian! Yeah, uh, I'm just on YouTube. It's just my name, Kian Carlisle, and that's what it is on every other, like, social media site I'm on. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. There you'll be able to find a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, which will be returning this year with my upcoming 41 Years of Epcot retrospective, as well as my upcoming Once Upon a Time retrospective. That's right, I'm going through the entire ABC series Once Upon a Time from start to finish. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea how long it'll take, but I'm very excited for it. I've also got episodes of Chandler's Cross-Country Adventure Vlogs. The Cedar Point video is still coming out at some point, and after that I'll have other videos about other parks I visited. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Anchor, and select episodes of this podcast will also be available on YouTube. And if you want to help me out even more, you can also pledge to me on Patreon, patreon.com slash starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you access to every episode of this podcast one day early, which will usually be Mondays instead of Tuesdays. We also have a PWCA Discord server you can join. Link to that will be on the PWCA Twitter. And be sure to join us in a couple days for the second half of this episode, where we review episodes two through six of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, right here on the podcast without a cool acronym.